This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you guys about Blessed and Bossed Up Society. The registration opens on Black Friday, and ever since then, the the membership has been rolling in. God has been giving me so many revelations and things um, that I should be pouring into this group, so I want you guys to join. I'm so excited about what's going to happen, not just from our guests, but just as us coming together as women, as women who are entrepreneurs and love God, us coming together to really pour into each other um, is going to be amazing. So I'm so excited about everybody that's joined already. If you haven't, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash society so that you can join as well. If you have questions about the society, send me an email, tatum at tatumtamia.com, and I will clarify anything you may have questions about. But I'm so excited about this group, especially after what happened yesterday. So let's talk about yesterday. You guys know I sent out an email and I talked about it on last week's episode that yesterday for the first time um, I ministered. And I told you guys, I've been telling you for the last few weeks how God has called me into the fivefold ministry. And so it was a calling that I was most definitely not trying to answer. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's not something that I wanted to do. 
But I've had the attitude for a while now of God, not my will, but let your will be done in my life. And so because of that, I had to deal with my emotions about the assignment and get on board with it. And so when and a lot of you guys and let's let's just actually park right here for a second. A lot of you guys know that there is a calling on your life and you're running away from it because of your own insecurities or your own brokenness or whatever the root of the reason why you're running away from it is pulling you back from saying yes to God and for walking into everything that he has planned for you. Something that you have to understand is when God gives you an assignment, when he gives you a calling, you're not going to be acting that out alone. You, the Holy Spirit, is going to go through this assignment with you. God is going to go before you and make crooked paths straight. So your own insecurities or your own limitations don't matter because what God is, God is going to do something through you that you don't have to be qualified for. He's going to qualify you. Only thing he needs is your yes and for your heart to be in the right place. So a lot of you guys are, are delaying yourself from the things that God has for you because you feel like you're unqualified or because of the limitations that you have. He knows you're limited. That's why he wants to do something through you so he can get the glory for it. So for those of you who are running, I'm telling you right now, you've been asking God for a sign. God, give me confirmation. I don't know how much confirmation you need, but I'm telling you right now to get in alignment with the assignment that God has on your life. Get into alignment with it because anything that you do, any loopholes you're trying to take, don't negotiate with God. Say yes. There is no negotiation. There is no in-between. There is no warm. It's hot or it's cold. You're either going to do it or you're not. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, as your big sister in Christ, as your little sister in Christ, as whatever you think of me as, do it. Just do it. Say yes to God and walk into it. I... I, I, I identify with you 100 percent and I'm actually texting Jasmine um, right now and was and was telling her I had to to put little controls in place to trick myself because I knew if I gave myself long enough to think about something, the fear will set in or the self-doubt will set in or I'll talk myself out of out of it or say why I shouldn't be doing it. So I have these controls in place to where if like my pastor asked me to do something, I say yes before I can even think. My my first answer is yes. If whenever I, I speak now, because I'm speaking from a godly perspective and I'm technically, you know, preaching whether I like it or not, I don't listen back right away. I wait to see what the souls got from it first. And the reason why I do that is because I know I will nitpick myself to death. I'll be like, dang, you should have did this there. Like, why you do that? Dang, you shouldn't have wore that dress, man. You should have said this better. I will nitpick myself to death. And then what that will do is make me self-conscious the next time I go to, to deliver a message from God. So what I do now is I wait to see what people got from it. And then I go watch it. And so, or I, then I'll go listen back to the podcast, whatever it is. I put these controls in place on purpose because I know myself. I say yes first. Because if I think about it long enough, I'd be like, nah, I'm not ready. Nah, maybe next time or whatever. Say yes. And I know we did a whole podcast episode on that, but some of y'all still waiting for confirmation. Here it is. Say yes. We're not playing these, these, these timid games. God did not give you a spirit, a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. That's in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. He didn't give you the spirit of timidity. We got to be bold, y'all. 
You got to be bold. Say yes to whatever. Get in alignment with the assignment that's on your life. Okay, so back to the episode. (laughs) Don't know who that was for, but thanks, God. Let's get back to what I wanted to talk about, which was yesterday. So yesterday was my um, first time preaching. I I mean, you can say that I preach every week on this podcast, but I don't really look at it like that. I look at it as me just talking about whatever and allowing God to use me. My mindset just wasn't looking at this podcast as that. But um, when my pastor asked me to speak, I did what I just said. I said yes immediately. And after I said yes, we were actually, me and BJ was actually at um, our pastor's house and we was just chilling. And he was saying um, that they had Millennial Sunday coming up. And um, he was like, do you want to, he said, you want to do the message? And I was like, yeah. And when I got in the car in my mind, I was like, yo, did you really just say yes? <laughs> and so I was like, dang, I guess I got to do it. Um, so, but I actually, that was like maybe three weeks ago. But the week after that is when I went to Georgia to speak at the Provisionaries Only Retreat. So I couldn't really think about yesterday yet because I still had to get through this next speaking engagement so then when I got through that one then it was like all right Tatum now you got to prepare for this sermon and so I was like and then Thanksgiving was it was so many things that could have been distracting me and um but I was like no Tatum you got to get this sermon together so it took me six hours y'all when I sat down to to put the sermon together it took me six hours total to put it together And after I finished, I was like, shout out to all of the people who minister and pastor multiple day, multiple um, times a day or multiple Sundays or multiple times a week. I know that's going to be me in the future, but I don't know. It was something about just preparing for this that opened my eyes to what life is about to be like for me. And it opened my eyes too to the importance of making sure that I'm full. Because that's a whole six hours. I don't know if it's going to take me six hours every time, but it took me that long because I wasn't about to stand up there and just, I can easily craft a good message. I wasn't going to do that. I was like, God, you have to do this. And that's how I am with everything. So I was waiting to hear from God. The majority of the time was me waiting to hear from God. And God first gave me the title. It was the title of my message yesterday was, what are you anchored in? Then he gave me a message. This is what is, this is what I need my people to get. So I had the title, I had the message and I had to fill it in with the, with the sermon. And so it was weird because the message that God had for me, I'm about to just read it. Um, for the people that was at church yesterday was my people need to truly fall in love with me, old and young. Love is rooted in your heart, but it's also a verb that's shown through your actions. If my people truly love me, their actions and their heart will be on the same page. I'm raising up a generation that needs the guidance and wisdom of previous generations. And so to give context, my church is a small church. Um, There's definitely more older um, people than it is young. And so even though it was Millennial Sunday, God really had a message for both the older saints as well as the millennials and the young people. Um, But he gave me this message and then the title was, what are you anchored in? And it took me a minute to be like, how do I fill this in? Like, God, what's going on? But eventually I was able to to get it done. And um, so, yeah, that was the first thing I was like, whoa, this really takes time to because with the podcast, I don't. 
I don't prepare it the same way I prepare a message. With the podcast, I'm I'm asking God, okay, what do you what do your people need from me? I'll create the title, a couple of points, and then I'll just flow. But when it came to a sermon or any time that I'm especially paid to come and speak in front of people, I put a lot more detail into it. Uh, to get it done and make sure everything flows and the stories are right and things like that. With the podcast, it's a little bit more relaxed. So my first lesson of preaching for the first time was to just make sure that I I am one full myself because it does take so much time. It's not something I can wait to the last minute to do, but also it challenged me to come up with a process for it. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I appreciate this, God. I know you're calling me to new levels. Um, especially in the kingdom. So this was like a practice round to kind of get the flow down, see what it's like. So that now when I'm I'm asked to do more sermons, I can have my flow. Like, okay, this is how this is set up. I can talk to my husband about it. Like, look, I need this time of, of you leaving me alone or solitude or whatever. So I can dive into this word to be able to, to really deliver it the way that God wants. So it just really showed me a new, a, a different system of preparation that I need to come up with. And that's something that you guys can take away as well. As you're starting to say yes to the things that God has you to do, pay attention to the process in which it takes for you to complete them. Because you do want to make sure that yes, you're saying yes to God. Yes, you're walking into your assignment, but you got to structure your, your life still got to be in order too. So I know that if I'm going to be speaking so I learned that if I'm going to be speaking and preaching um, multiple times all over the place, and I know that it takes me a significant amount of time to craft this message in, in a way that that gives honor to God the way it should, then I got to make sure that the controls are in place in my life. So my, my husband doesn't feel neglected. So my family doesn't feel neglected. So I'm not burnt out. Like it just really opened my eyes to the way I need to put certain controls in place now before the the things pick up. And some of you, God wants to prepare you for everything that you've been asking him for, but he can't because you won't do what he say. So it's another little uh, loving spanking, like do what God says. We don't know his intention behind everything, but I didn't know that not only did he want me to experience the things that I experienced yesterday, which I'm going to get to, but he also wanted to show me what it takes to get everything that he's been showing me and everything that I've been asking for. Um, so yeah, that was preparing the message. So here comes Sunday when it's time to give it. So it's crazy that I've been speaking for a couple years now and it, I've always been nervous before I speak. I like being nervous, nervous, nervousness is good for me. Even when I was like, I danced and stuff coming up. So even when I would dance, I will always be nervous. Nervousness is a sign to me that I'm about to do really well. But so even though I've always had a nervousness, it wasn't until like I started really talking about God that my voice would start shaking. Like this was new for me. So I, I talked about it when at for visionaries only when I was speaking, I was like, it's so funny. My voice is shaking. But to me, I don't care. The, the Bible says that when I'm weak, uh, God is made strong in me. So if my voice is shaking, that means my flesh is weak, but my spirit will always be strong. So it may sound like somebody's shaking me when it's coming out, but you're going to catch this word though. But, and so, yeah, I joked about it there, but I was, I was primarily praying about to, uh, yesterday and I was like, God, I take control. I take authority over my flesh. 
because even though the even though the shakiness of my voice is shows a sign of nervousness it's distracting to me so even <laughs> i keep going back to provisionaries only i can't give what god wants me to give with distraction so like if my feet is hurting because my shoes my shoes is coming off and y'all gonna catch this word barefoot i don't care so if my voice is shaky i can't control that but i need it to go away because it's distracting so i remember praying like god i take authority over my body you have given me authority over everything so I take authority over my body right now and I command my shaky voice to leave in Jesus name. My voice did not shake one time when I was preaching yesterday. So I definitely thank God for that. So my message yesterday, though, was uh, what are you anchored in? And I'm not going to give the whole message. Once they send it to me, I'm going to put it on my YouTube channel so you guys could see it. But um, I read the message that God gave me and then the title was, what are you anchored in? And so if you define anchor an anchor means to secure firmly in position. And I talked about how when I first gave my life to God, well, when I first decided to actually live for God, it was difficult for me because all church ever taught me was how a Christian should act. Like I was given this rule book. I was taught don't smoke, don't drink, don't have sex, don't curse, don't do anything whatever go to church every Sunday be nice to people like it was this rule book and so I, I gave an example of how I was doing everything I thought a Christian should be I was helping out at church I was there every Sunday and I was at a youth event on a Friday night and I was helping out and my first lady came up to me and was like God needs more from you and I was mad and I wasn't mad at her, but I was mad at God because I was like, God, what do you mean you need more from me? I'm doing everything that a Christian is supposed to do. I'm showing up. I'm helping out. It's Friday night and I'm in here helping out with these kids. I could be out somewhere right now. I could be snuggled up with with something fine right now. Like, <laughs> serious, this, look, this is how I talk to God. I keep it real. But I was like, I could be doing a lot right now, but um, I got on my Christian uniform. I got on my Christian mask. What do you mean you need more from me? And so as I began to just just let out my frustrations with God, he told me, Tatum, I need your heart. And I realized, uh oh, that's a little bit harder for me then. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Everybody I opened my heart to broke it. What do you mean you need my heart? And so my, I was anchored. I realized at that moment I was anchored. My foundation was in my brokenness and I was trying to build a relationship with God. I was trying to build a house on uneven territory on uneven soil, but God needed me to go back to the foundation and give him my heart. And so that's what I, I, I talked about in detail. What are we anchored in? And a lot of people are anchored in. You may be anchored in self-righteousness. You may you think that you got yourself out that situation. You think you made yourself successful. You think you got yourself out of that relationship. And it wasn't the grace of God. Grace means unmerited favor. God gave you a favor you didn't deserve that, that got you to where you are. But you think you have something to do with this. So your anchor is is rooted or is let down in self-righteousness. So I, I, I went into detail about that. And again, I'm not going to do the whole sermon over again, but that's pretty much what I talked about. And so I always practice before I speak publicly and my fiance, and it's, it's so crazy how God knows who we need. So quick backstory, BJ was when BJ and I met, we met at work 
and he was in Toastmasters. And so for you, you guys that don't know, Toastmasters is like a, a organization for where they help you become better communicators and public speakers. So he had been in Toastmasters for a while before we met. And so um, actually the he, what he wanted to be the first time we hung out outside of work, he invited me to a Toastmasters meeting, but I ended up not going. Um, but he had been in Toastmasters for a while. And the other day I was just thinking it's so amazing that God knows how God knows everything and the way he even works out the details in our favor. Like he knew that this was going to be the man I was going to marry. BJ didn't necessarily want to be a public speaker. He was in Toastmasters because he just wanted to learn how to communicate more effectively. And God sends me this man knowing that he's going to be my husband, knowing that God has this assignment on my life that's going to and this gift of speaking. He brings me somebody that's going to help me cultivate my gift. And it's just such a blessing. Like I could gush over BJ all day, but it's just such a blessing to have him in my life and practicing with him is always so awesome because he's honest. He gives me constructive criticism. He's like, okay, you're walking, but it's like you swaying because you're thinking. So you need to stand still, um, make sure that, yeah, your voice is shaking. So make sure you breathe or something to try to control the shakiness of your voice. And he's just listening and taking notes and giving me very constructive feedback so that when I do it again, I can keep those things in mind and be a better speaker. So I just thank God for him. But before I spoke, my pastors introduced me and I was so mad because they made me cry before I had to speak. So as I'm speaking, I'm, my nose is running because I was just crying. So my mother had to bring me some tissue because I'm like sniffling and trying to catch, make sure my nose not running because they done made me cry um, before I started speaking. But the sermon overall, you guys, was yesterday. I, 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 it's so hard to describe it. And I know y'all wanted a recap. And so I'm trying my best to give you one. It was indescribable. It was like an out-of-body experience because, I, of course, I practice and I prepare. But what God will do in people's lives, like at the end of it, we did an altar call. The altar was full. And I don't judge anything that I do based off of how I feel about it. That's why I don't watch things right away and all of that. I care about the uh, what God does through me and how it affects other people. Because my number one objective is to win souls for Christ, is to help people heal, help people be better. So if that isn't accomplished, I failed, no matter how good I sounded. So I'm, I'm, it's an out-of-body experience. These people are coming up, wanting to get anchored in God. I'm hugging people. It's, I, I can barely get my prayers out for them because I'm crying. Because I'm having this out-of-body experience that I can't believe God saw fit to choose little old me where I was minding my business thinking I was going to just be a, uh, I thought I was going to just be a successful entrepreneur and be unknown and mind my business, but still living my best life. And God chose me. And it's, it's so indescribable. So all of these people came to the altar. So I'm hugging people. I'm praying for people. Um, so then my grandmother comes down. So she comes down while I was hugging and crying with people. So I didn't even hear her. Somebody else had to tell me, but she was just talking about how she always knew that it was something special about me. And she always prayed for me. Um, and she just, and she was saying that, that she just knew 
that it was something special and God had big plans for my life. And so to see me up there preaching a word was just a, a, a answer to her prayers all of these years. And it really just, uh, my grandmother, man, I love that lady. It's, 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 y'all, I, I can't explain it. I, I really, really can't explain it. Um, so everybody in the room is crying because she's talking. So then my mother comes to the altar. So y'all know me and my mother's backstory. I talk about, I mean, I, I mention it sometimes on the show. So my mother comes to the altar. And what's interesting is I have this vision and I have it a lot, um, that I'm going to be preaching and my, my parents are going to be at, at the altar. So I had the vision. I've had a vision before of my mother being at the altar. And then I had one with both my mother and my father at the altar. So my dad wasn't there uh, for reasons he can't control. But my mother comes down to the altar and just kneeling before God crying. Man, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And if you're on my email list, I'm going to send pictures to my email list because the pictures just drive home what I'm talking about. She like, I lost it because God has told me specifically, not only is my gift going to make room for me, but my gift is going to make room for my whole family. So to see my grandmother up there crying because of her prayers being answered to see my mother kneeling before the Lord crying, my aunt there crying, my sister there crying. It's just, it's just a like, if I didn't say yes to God, I keep coming back to this for y'all. It's so much bigger than whatever's holding you back from saying yes to God. If I didn't say yes to God, and it's funny because God told me, he said, Tatum, as I elevate you, don't shut your family out. Because I'm the type where I don't talk a lot about what God is doing in my life. I just, I kind of live in a bubble. And it's it's a defense mechanism, to be honest, that I've built up because I don't want anybody to speak against what God has put on the inside of me. And I know it's a little bit fragile right now. Not necessarily fragile, but it's new right now. And so when something is still young, it's a little vulnerable. So I don't always speak about what God is doing in my life to other people because I don't want them to say anything that, that may feed the fear. But God told me, don't do that. People need to see what I'm doing on the inside of you. People need to see what I'm doing through you. So I was like, okay. So now when I do things, I invite my family. My aunt came with me to um, Georgia and she was able to see in person. And she was, it was funny because she was like, I see like what people say about you, like on social media and things like that. But it's something different to see it in person. She was like, I see why so many people are so attached to this vision. Because it's just, it's what you, the gift that God has given you is amazing. And I was like, you know, of course I'm grateful. And I was like, wow, like it, it's, it just made me feel good. And so then yesterday, my grandmother is like, why I didn't even know (laughs) BJ's aunt came we invited her on Thanksgiving she came and she was like I didn't even know you had that in you and so what God began to reveal to me is other people will want to know who your God is because of what is being done in you 
my sister is in there crying. And I, I know, I know for a fact she's going to give her life to God. And then she ain't like wild or nothing now, but she's going to give her life to God and be on a new level because of what God done through me. Is going to do through me and what he's already doing through me. I already know that. But again, you guys, this experience was indescribable. The people that were at the altar and, and my pastor told me, he was like, as you were speaking, I saw like a, a, a dog like laying down and a female dog. And, and you know how when dogs give birth, they give a litter to like a lot of puppies. And he was like, I just see a dog laying down and all of these puppies attached to it and just sucking from it. And he was just telling me like, so many people are going to eat off of what God put on the inside of you and what God is going to do through you. And I was like, yeah, I can, I knew it, but I, I'm telling y'all, it's, it, I'm trying my best to describe it. I hope I'm not letting y'all down, but it's, it's indescribable. It's indescribable. And I say it all the time. It's somebody's deliverance. It's contingent upon your obedience if I would have kept running, if I would have kept being one foot in and one foot out, some days I'm here for it, some days I'm not. If I would have been back and forth, what would that mean for those people that's supposed to eat off of the anointing, that's supposed to eat off of what God put on the inside of me? What would that mean for them? Some of y'all need to say yes to God. Your family's deliverance. My friend Tish, I always ask for Tish's take. She's just so, she's just amazing. And so she was just like, I saw chains and bondage being broken off of your family as you were speaking, as your family was up there with you at the end. And I was like, yeah, I felt it. I felt it. Dang. I wonder if I would have just said, eh, I'm going to stay with black girl bosses. It's not about the podcast, but it's about saying yes. I would wonder if I would have said, Mm, I'm going to stay with black girl bosses. I'm good. We're going to keep doing this this way. No, nah, I'm going to stay consulting because I'm good at this. Now, nah, God, I know you pulling me into to more, but I ain't really trying to deal with all that. I'm going to stay over here. Now, nah, that's too much responsibility, God. I'm not trying to do that. I'm, I'm going to stay over here. What would that mean for my children's children? What bondage would they still have to be in because I wasn't obedient? What generational curses will continue because I didn't do what God called me to do? Because I didn't live life the way that God called me to live it. I think a lot of us, we got to put things into perspective. We got to put things into perspective to where our our own limitations or our own um, reservations are small compared to the promise that's attached to them. So, yeah, y'all, yesterday was literally next level it was an out-of-body experience this morning I kind of sat in my prayer closet for a second and I was like first I had to just give all honor and all thanks to God for seeing me for calling me for being patient with me and thanking him for giving me the courage and the strength to excuse me to walk in everything that he has planned for me But I was like, you know what, God, are you proud of me? I feel real good about this, but it's not complete until you're proud of me. And so I was I I wrote down what God shared with me and I want to share it with y'all. He said, I'm so proud of you, my daughter. 
you fell back. It's as if the old passed away and the new you finally stepped up to the plate. You've been this powerful all along, but the enemy has always tried and succeeded to get you to shrink. Don't ever step out of alignment with your assignment. Nations are counting on you. You can handle it. People are silently watching you. Keep being an example. You will impact the old and the young, but keep praying and obeying. Keep listening and following my instructions. When I sat in God's presence this morning and he downloaded those things to me, I promise y'all, can't nobody tell me nothing at this point. Nobody. Can't nobody tell me anything. From what happened yesterday and what God is sharing with me, it's indescribable. And I done spent the last 30 minutes trying to describe something that's indescribable. But the reason I, I, I tell you guys this is because God is raising up a generation that includes you. That he needs to say yes to him. That he needs to be bold for the things of Christ. He Remember in the beginning I talked about how I thought that I had to do all of these things. I had to be this perfect Christian. But God just needed my heart. All he needs is your heart and your yes. And he will do a work in you that will bring millions to God. So. I'm going to piggyback off my previous episode of say yes to God. This is that confirmation that you were looking for. The feeling that I have right now because of yesterday is indescribable. But at the same time, it's because I say yes to God consistently. I'm only able to be used in this way because I say yes to God consistently. This has nothing to do with me. I'm not special Y'all may look up to me. You may you may be proud of me and all that. I appreciate that, but I am not special. All I did, all Tatum did was say yes to God. God did everything. God did absolutely everything. I said yes to God and was obedient to everything that he told me to do. That's it. That's all he needs from you. It ain't, I wasn't born into no special family. I wasn't born into uh, or a lot of money or anything like that. I'm a regular, degular, schmegular person. And like, and, and uh, y'all have no idea. As I was sitting in, sitting in um, my prayer closet this morning and, and asking God, was he proud of me? He gave me a vision and I've had this vision multiple times before, but it always comes back up of me being on this stage in this, in this, I don't even know what to call it. It's like arena, like I guess. And all of these people and they call my name. I go up on the stage and I'm crying still (laughs) and I'm looking around and it's thousands of people clapping. I don't know what this is, but thousands of people clapping And, and it skips to the end. And this time, usually in the vision is just me standing and people clapping and that's it. But, um, this time it skipped to like the end of, I guess I was finished and I was, I was calling people to the altar 
and all of the people that were standing in, a, in those seats, all the thousands of people made their way to the altar. And I was just like, wow, once again, wow, because I, I, it's indescribable. But again, I'm not special. All I did was say yes to God. There are thousands and millions of people that are connected to the things that God has put on the inside of you. But you got to get in alignment with the assignment. There is no lukewarm territory. God says, be hot or cold. Choose one. Why call me Lord if you don't do what I say? So I urge all of you guys, as we get to the end of the year and we get all the food is good and all of that, we making these vision boards, we're making these goals for 2019. I want you to just say yes to God right now. Get into alignment with the assignment that God has placed on your life. That's it. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to answer a couple questions and I'm going to be out y'all's way. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, the first ever online community that provides you with the tools and resources you need to grow your faith and your business. If you ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, then Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. Each month, we have a different series topic consisting of two live sessions, one about faith and one about business. We also have weekly prayer calls, devotionals, quarterly challenges, corporate fast, and my favorite, accountability to getting everything done. Each month, we will have expert guests come in to conduct our business masterclass. And I'm bringing in people that you will have to pay over 10 times the price of your membership to even have a conversation with them. Some of our topics include going from employee to full-time entrepreneur, how to diversify your revenue stream so that you're making money in your sleep, how to balance it all without becoming overwhelmed, and so, so, so many more amazing Registration is open right now. So go to www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Again, that's www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. I hope to see you there. I can't wait to pour into you and help you grow into everything that God has for you. Again, www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's answer some questions. If you want your question answered on the show, you can slide in my DMs at Tatum Tamia or shoot me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. So this question says, I wanted to first say congratulations on your first ministering engagement. Thank you. I know you will bless a lot of people. I listen to your podcast sometimes. Oh, I listen to your podcast every week, sometimes twice a week. I admire how you are so transparent and the willingness to help others is overwhelming. Thank you so much. My question for you is, can God put more than one thing on your plate for you to tackle at one time? I ask this because I'm getting ready to launch a business at the top of 2019. However, I came across being approved to purchase a home and being able to move in at the top of the year as well. I'm nervous, but I also know he will not forsake me and put too much on my plate that I can't handle. Please help me out. Okay, so the question, yes, God can give you more than one thing at a time, but that's why you ask God for clear direction. Um, One, we're going to always have multiple things going on in our life. I mean, I'm moving into ministry, still have a business because that's not going anywhere. Um, 
in school, about to get married. Like it's a lot going on for me. Um, but again, like you said in your question, God wouldn't give us some more than what we can handle. If I was you, if you're struggling with kind of prioritizing things, I would really take some time to ask God, what is most important? What can wait? What do I need to put on? What do you want me to do right now? Even though you have the opportunity to purchase the home um, and move in at the top of the year, ask God, like, is it meant for me to move in at the top of the year or do you want me to wait? So just check in with him to make sure that now is the time that he wants you to take care of all of these things. Um, But after you do that, I think it's always possible to balance multiple things. It's just a matter of being organized and disciplined and prioritizing. So um, with everything I have going on, it's been difficult to manage, but I've just had to manage my time. So prioritizing, of course, my number one priority is God. So spending time with God is a non-negotiable for me. Um, school is something that has to happen. So I try to make sure I do my homework either on the weekends, which are usually a little bit more free, um, or doing my homework earlier in the day because it's something I don't want to do. So um, just figuring out, though, as far as your schedule is concerned, how to make everything work. But I definitely don't think it's time for you to fold. It's time for you to boss up and be like, I got to get this done and figuring out a way to get it done. But only after you you check in with God to make sure that these are the things that's on your plate are indeed things from him and things that he wants you to do right now. The next question says, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for the last two months and you are so blessed. Thank you. I was wondering if you can talk about making your brand legal and recognized as a business or is there a course you offer? So I could have easily just responded to this via the DM, but I wanted to say this on the show. If somebody is selling you a service on making your business legal, that is a total waste of money straight up. It takes nothing like it's not even a course load worth of information to legally form your business. You just go to the government entity that forms businesses in your state. So for Maryland is Maryland. You can go to Maryland.gov and um, register your business there. So my advice for anybody that's trying to form their LLC after you figure out which business entity you want to form, um, then just go to whatever the government agency is in your state and register it there. A lot of them, you can do it right online. You can pay your money online and they'll send you an e-copy of your business information as well as they'll send something in the mail. The next question says, hey, Tatum, I listened to your podcast. I just wanted to know, how do you decipher whether to wait on God to make your move or to work hard and let God guide you through the process of starting your business? So the answer is always to wait on God for instructions. So faith and work go together. God is the CEO. So God tells you what to do. And then you apply your work ethic to whatever the instructions were that he gave you. So waiting on God, I think people think that waiting on God means to just sit and not do anything. And sometimes it might mean that. But if God is, 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 has given you a business idea. He'll give you the strategy to see it through as well. So after you get the business idea, you ask, okay, God, what do you want me to do first? Of course, there are some no brainers that you have to do, like legally form the business. Um, you can start working on weaker areas within yourself that you need to improve on that you already know. So let's say God is calling you to start a business and you're horrible at time management then start working on your time management skills while you wait for God's next um, instruction. So for me, I like to be prepared. 
I like to, when God gives me something to do, that I'm ready to take that word and work outwork everybody to get it done but I also never want to be out of alignment with what God wants me to do so my advice to you is to pray about the details ask God what do you want me to do next what's the strategy behind what I'm doing ask all of these follow-up questions God is God likes to have conversations with us I think a lot of us feel like we can't talk back to God and by talk back I don't mean like disrespect but I mean we can't ask questions like he'll give you a word and you can say oh god what do you mean by that or what do you want me to do next or how do I do that you can ask these follow-up questions so that you have a, a clear path or a clear plan of action but always get the message from God first and then act second otherwise you'll be out of alignment and you'll be trying to build something in your own strength and asking God to bless it and that's backwards so I'm going to end the questions here for the sake of time. Again, if you want to submit your question, you can slide in my DMs, Tatum uh, Tamia on IG. Follow me on Instagram, y'all, at Tatum Tamia. And I realized the other day that I haven't prayed in a while at the end of the episode. And I don't know why. I think I just, my mind just be moving a mile a minute. Um, but I definitely want to end this episode with a prayer. And then I will talk to you guys next week. Father, I thank you for every single person who listens to this show. I thank you that only you know what every single person needs. Not not just every single person that's listening uh, when the show comes out, but future listeners. I thank you that you plan, that you know our end from our beginning and you plan so strategically that you have placed a word on the inside of me to deliver to your people that every single person who listens to this show will be able to receive from it. Father, I thank you for everything that you've equipped me with. I thank you for the strength to be able to lead by example, to be able to speak from a place of experience about what it really feels like to say yes to you when it doesn't make sense, to be able to articulate the result of saying yes to you, to be able to paint the picture for those listening about the souls and, and, and the bondage that needs to be breaking, the souls that need to be saved, the generational curses that need to be stopped. All, being able, I thank you for giving me the strength to be able to communicate and paint the picture of what the fruit looks like after being obedient to you. And Father, I pray that through my experiences, through me communicating the process, that people are able to get some some strength and courage to start their processes that you have ordained for them. So I thank you, Lord, for every single person that is listening to your show. I pray that you spark something on the inside of them that gives them a little bit more courage to say yes to you. Light a fire on the inside of every single person that's under the sound of my voice. Light a fire on the inside of them, Lord God, so that they can be able to be bold about the things of Christ, so that they can lay to rest their insecurities, so they can put down their fears, so that they can put down the self-doubt. All of the things that the enemy has, has, has put in their path. I pray that you give them the strength to step right over it, Lord God. Father, your word says that we may step on snakes and scorpions, scorpions and we won't get hurt. Your, your word says that we will walk through the fire and not get burned. Your word says that though a thousand may fall around us, nothing will touch us. Father, I pray that you give them that understanding of all the promises that you've already given them. Promise to, promises not to harm them, promises not to hurt them, but promises to give them hope in a future. 
Father, I pray that you remind them of what you said so that they don't stand in their situations, but they stand on what the scripture says. Give them the strength that they need to walk boldly in the things of you, Lord God. Father, your word says that we don't need to worry about tomorrow for today has enough trouble of its own. So I pray that you give them the strength to make it through today. And I pray tomorrow you renew their strength to make it through tomorrow and the next day. Renew their their spirit, Lord God, so they understand that how powerful they are. Just like you allowed me to fall back so that I can step into the power that you have placed on it inside of me. I pray the same for them. I pray that my anointing spills over throughout this show. I pray that that every single time that they are under the sound of my voice, that they give a renew they have a renewed sense of strength to run boldly after the things of you and such a renewed strength that it lasts throughout the week. Continue to speak to them, God. Continue to give them the confirmation that they need. Continue to give them the boldness that they need. So, so even if they don't have confirmation that they are so radically obedient to you that they're going to go after what they think you said anyway. So God, again, I thank you so much for what you are doing through me. And I thank you for what you will do through every single person who listens to this show. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm going to go and continue crying about all the amazing things, shedding these happy thug tears about all the amazing things that God is doing in my life and doing in in your lives. And um, if you haven't already, definitely go join Blessed and Bossed Up Society. I have so much I want to pour into that group. And and thank you so much to everybody who has already joined. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I will talk to you guys next week.